Welcome to Eden and Amadeus, the show after the show. I am crazy excited because we have a really cool guest. Well, two guests today. So what I would say about this particular podcast is it's always a good idea to listen through, even if a guest's name doesn't spark something instantly, because some of the most interesting conversations we've had have been the most unexpected. Not like we didn't think we were going to enjoy talking with Constantine Maroulis, who you might remember from season four of American Idol, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, could have gone either way because it's not like he's still the name everyone talks about when they think of American Idol. But he was on the season where Carrie Underwood won. He came mm-hmm. in six. I very distinctly remember him because he was super cute. He had long, flowy hair. And then he came out one night and he did "I Think I Love You" by the Partridge Family, which blew me away. He was working the camera. And then he also did Bohemian Rhapsody, which was huge. I remember you coming to work like the day after, yes. like raving on that performance. Raving. And you know, I'm a huge Idol fan, so I was watching too. And yeah, he was really, really known for his staring into the camera and and just like Bedroom eyes. making that connection. Yeah. So he was considered to be like one of the hot guys that season. And I loved him. And then it, well, you'll hear a lot of, of that coming up in our talk with him, but we're also going to be talking to somebody who he's touring with right now as part of the Eagle Mania Eagles tribute show. And that's drummer Ronnie Negro, who wasn't just the drummer with him for this, but they worked together on Rock of Ages, which Constantine originated the role. So you guys are buddies, huh? Like you, this is not your first time uh, hanging out together. Not our first uh, rodeo. We go way back to the early days of Rock of Ages uh, before it became a global sensation. Um, Ron was one of our great drummers that we used to um, stick in a, in a cage on stage and uh, not feed him till after the show. <laughs> Constantine, let's go all the way back to the beginning for you. I am a massive, massive American Idol fan, and Eden fell in love with you as well on that show. I fell in love with you during I Think I Love You because I am old enough to be like a Partridge Family fan. Sure. <laughs> Only the reruns, of course. But Of course. Of course. Same. But but yeah, so we go way back. But like when you were doing that, did you know that like Broadway was gonna be a stop for you next? You know, I grew up as an actor. I grew up as an actor. I loved musical theater. I loved, you know, musical cinema and such. Um, I went to the Boston Conservatory, studied acting, Berklee College of Music. Long before Idol, I was on Rent, um, the Rent tour. I played Roger all over the world. So, you know, I, I already, I was an actor, and Broadway was a part of my DNA for sure. I think, you know, Back in those days of American Idol in the heyday when 30 million people were watching and, you know, we didn't really use the Internet the way we do now. Um, you know, you pick up bits and pieces from fans online and I just sort of was into playing the whole cheeky thing up a bit. Um, <laughs> you know, I had read about, I don't know, a lot of moms digging me and such and, you know, them calling me you know, a matinee idol, and and I they recalled, you know, their Donny Osmond sort of uh, youth. And that so, was me, that um, was me, that was me. <laughs> yeah, and like the Partridge Family such. So I kind of played it up with a song like that. I think that was for like number one records week or something, and that was a number one hit no for the doubt. Partridge Family. So it, it seemed to go over pretty good. So I always enjoyed playing up uh, – 
you know, playing into like the fan base and such on the show. And yeah, I'm a rocker, um, but I'm also a performer and an actor. And, you know, it was it was fun to play with the narrative for sure. No one made love to the camera quite like you did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely. Well, you know, um, I have to attribute that to the late, great Bruce Gowers, who directed the original Bohemian Rhapsody video for Queen uh, way back in the day that that, you know, iconic video pre-MTV where um, all the faces appear and such, right? And um, he was directing episodes of, of Bohemian, uh, excuse me, of American Idol at the time. He said, mate, mate, you have to look right into that camera and talk to those girls at home. And so... Hey, that's what that I did. That was me. That was know? me. I just got that chills. Was you, you know, instead of thinking of 30 million people, just think of the one girl or guy or whoever is home watching, you know, to talk to them. I just know? got chills and, hearing that story, just thinking about, like, I never thought of a director telling the, you know, the contestants how to how to perform. Yeah, that's, and, that's an amazing direction. And clearly some would pick it up easier than others. Some some would have well, the you know, experience. It's, so much, it's like a note. It's like, it's not yeah. telling you how. It's just, it's like, take that into consideration. You know, as you're going through your your performance and, you know, there's a beginning, middle and end, you know, find that moment to find that camera and just boom. And that's when they kind of had come out with the steady cams. Um, now you see them everywhere. People can buy them in camera stores, you know, um, and they have them even for iPhones. Um, but you know, this jacked camera person would come out and he would wear this steady cam, almost like a ballet dancer, and follow you around the stage. And it had this, you know, perfect swivel on it. And that was that was new technology at the time. So, you know, that like shot where they find, you know, they circle around you and such. That's actually a, a camera person, of course, like walking around you with this with this device. So that was pretty cool. It was like the start of something, you know, I mean, the, the, the digital age, the, you know, I think when I did Bohemian Rhapsody on the show, it was the first time they saw a massive, like, digital spike for, for Queen's catalog. Like, it was like, oh, now we get what's happening here. Even if they're terrible, it's good. <laughs> and you are not I terrible. terrible, but you know what I'm saying. It was, right. it was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was just something we've never seen before and probably never will again. I mean must-see TV, people tuning in. It was a great, innocent time, for sure. And then shortly after that, I don't know how shortly, because it's all a blur to me, I remember watching TV <laughs> and seeing you, whether it was the Today Show or the Macy's Parade or wherever, where Rock of Ages, yeah. because you originated that role, we got to see you performing in Times Square. Oh. And so even yeah. people who didn't get to Broadway to see it, eventually I was able to see it, but not with you. And then I just again saw it pretty recently at a dinner theater, and they found a local. <laughs> yeah, we licensed that thing out yes. all over the world. It's done in like Jewish community centers. Yes. I mean, it's done everywhere now. It's crazy. And it, it's always so much fun, though. And that's where you first met Ronnie, right? That is where I first met Ron. Let Ronnie been, out of the uh, cage. Your friends ever since and yeah i mean obviously you know you come off a big show like idol there's tons of opportunities to make records and and films and i was developing a tv series and such and that is when i met the original creative team of rock of ages and yeah we collaborated and i think i think my my part in the show really you know it sort of spoke to what i was on american idol i was kind of an underdog i kind of got 
you know, uh, dramatically um, voted off the show, you know, and, and, and then I played this underdog wannabe rocker in the show, uh, Rock of Ages. And, and, and I think, you know, we created, you know, one of the greatest shows ever. And like you said, it's done all over the world. Mm -hmm. I got to meet Ron, who now I've been working with on and off for 15 years. We have this brand new, you know, concert experience that we're working on together um, called Eagle Mania, of course, celebrating just one of the greatest classic rock, you know, catalogs of all time. And uh, it's been wonderful. You know, the guys are great. They've welcomed me these last few weeks and we have a bunch of shows coming up. And of course, we're going to be, you know, coming to you real, real soon. Very soon. And, and, and Ron's on the line. So what um, what what's that like, though, working on a show that is a tribute to an iconic band? Because that's that's a lot of pressure. So I can speak. Yes, you're allowed. I'll open the cage. Okay. Wait. <laughs> we'll open the cage. Open the cage. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, listening to that music. You know, my, my generation was the first generation that it was actually cool to like your parents' music. So, you know, the Eagles <laughs> were always on. And, uh, you know, I, I just was drawn to good music. And there's no doubt that the Eagles are more than good music, great music, great songwriters. And uh, being part of this band is you know, I get to kind of almost pretend I'm in the Eagles because that's how authentic it sounds. It sounds uh, the way you expect it to sound with all the harmonies uh, perfectly worked out, all the intricate guitar parts, everything, all the sensitive uh, things that, that make the music what it is. Uh, and now Constantine just puts that over the top with his vocal abilities and his delivery on stage of it. Uh, I got, you know, even though Rocket Bages was one experience to, to perform with him, and I've, I've done some one-off things with his, uh, with his solo stuff, but it's, to see him now take these iconic songs and uh, and put them behind the band that did the work uh, already. He's taking it to another level. Ron, I, I well, was thank you, Ron. I got to go to the uh, the Hell Freezes Over tour, and I didn't know exactly what to expect. But they opened with New Kid in Town, and I was instantly taken back to when I first moved to Florida as like an elementary school kid, and I was sitting in the stands crying while they were playing that song. Those songs just bring back great emotions for people. Well, you know, when I saw the Hell Freezes Over tour as well, um, my I, I was my mom's sister was like, "Oh, do you think they'll do you think they'll open with Hotel California?" And I was like, "No, they're going to close with that." And they opened <laughs> they opened with Hotel California, like what? Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. And so, like, I of me, you know, Mister Mister Musician, Mister Condescending to my aunt, being disrespectful, <laughs> I was immediately immediately put in my place. But um, I do remember uh, going. I saw it at Giant Stadium in uh, in New Jersey. You know, you know, probably sixty thousand people, and you know, made more. And I, one thing I remember uh, listening to them play these songs, they just sounded amazing. Like you heard every pick hitting the, the strings on the guitar. So they they clearly not only wrote these great songs, but they 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 put such great care in performing them. It was the most crystal clear concert i think i've ever seen and that's not easy to do in like a big arena like that and we yeah. try to do the same thing we're very 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 meticulous about our sound uh you know you constantine can attest you know vocal vocal harmony warm-ups you know about about an hour before the show starts and even though these songs have been performed many many times we're always refining always refining that's tremendous. You know what else? As long as we have a, a, a drummer on with us, I want to ask you this question because I'm obsessed lately with watching TikTok videos and Instagram reels of these 
drummers that are are so they're going viral for things like some of them will drum the cadence along with a stand-up comedian and some of them will just have them drumming along with a, a you know a, a hit song and they're young girls which you didn't used to see a lot of it's just amazing what so you know there's a lot of anti reasons about social media but some of the great things are that you get to really see the talent that's out there do you ever watch any of those I do, and, you know, it could be, like, sometimes these kids are just um, savants, and, and you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, I've, I've played my whole life. This kid, you know, has been playing, how long could he possibly, or she, can, you know, been playing for? They're so young, and they're so refined, and I do think it's really a good thing because, uh, you know, a, a lot of popular music doesn't have actual drumming anymore. Uh, it's It's out there, that music, but it's not as popular. A lot, you know, pop music is very electronic based drums but now you got uh you know a low for a time like you know garage band had re uh not garage band a uh, rock band a video game had right. re uh reignited like you know people maybe wanting to you know get into this kind of music but then they they kind of like playing the the video game more than they actually wanted to put the effort in on the instrument but now with with tiktok and and youtube and these these things going viral and oh you know i mean as a drummer you know how many people tag me on this like check this out i'm like yeah i've seen it 48 times right. now. <laughs> you know because uh you know everyone knows like this is you know this kid is ridiculous and yeah like now it now it makes you know another generation of, of kids uh want to pick up instruments and and play it and i'm a drum teacher so of course i love it and i'm a I'm a crusader. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and keep rock and roll and, and drumming alive. And if that's going to help me do that, well, that's awesome. And constant- in a way, in a way, socials has even replaced American Idol and these platform shows, although American Idol still continues to really produce great talent. Um, it's, it's not the same as the old days, but social media has now become a platform for kids to not just express themselves, but really to develop a following, to curate, you know, their work and build a body of work and hopefully network and, and meet other great musicians. Um, they collaborate on even original material this way. So it, it's evolving. Um, it's interesting when, when it translates really well, like some people might have a massive following or get, you know, millions of views and clicks. Um, but for 14 people show up to their club, to their club date, you know, so it's, it's something that works out. Like, um, I do think it's cyclical. Like people are playing guitars again and drums and, and, forming bands again. Now we got really used to, you know, self-producing and the DJ music sort of scene for a while. Um, but bands are back. And I think coming out of the pandemic where a lot of like Gen Xers like me were discovering, rediscovering their baseball cards and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people picked up instruments. And, um, I think why the tribute experience is really, um, on fire right now is because, you know, every huge band wanted to tour at once coming out of the shutdowns. And now, and now, you know, you can't afford to see them all. And these great musicians formed experiences like this, like Eagle Mania. And um, you're able to see us for, you know, uh, an affordable night. You could bring your friends, have dinner, drinks, 
and and honestly the experience is on par with all the stadium acts and uh, I have to say I'm, I'm blown away by the guys we have the same agent and it's been a great collaboration so we, we just can't wait to get to to Florida I haven't been down there um, um, much in the last six months, so I'm excited to get to Jacksonville and, and rock out for everybody. Well, you're going to be here on Tuesday, October 17th, part of the FSCJ Artist Series production, and we are super, super excited to see you guys. Thank you, thank you, and uh, we're excited to see you. Um, it's a beautiful venue, and uh, the shows have been fired. They've been absolutely packed, so make sure you get your, your tickets uh, today. And uh, I, we can't wait to see you. We always meet and greet the fans and the supporters and, and, and people that have come to the show after. In the lobby, we're hanging out, taking selfies, you know, and we're having a really good time for sure. We appreciate you both taking so much time with us. We know we get greedy with the time when people are this intriguing oh, and please. fun to talk to. So we loved it. And But, you know, we'd keep you all day if we could. We're going to let you go now. But safe travels. And Thank we you. will and see you yeah, soon. Definitely check out EagleManiaBand.com. All the social media is there. You can go to ConstantineMaroulis.com. My new singles are up um, there on the website, and they're streaming everywhere. And there are plenty of dates uh, coming up. And who knows? Maybe we'll collaborate again down the, uh, down the road as well. Awesome. Well, we'll talk with you the next time you're coming through. No matter the project, you're always welcome here. Thank you, That's guys. You. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. All right, Ron. Thank, Thank you. Bye now. Wow. I know, Those right? guys are very, very cool and fun to talk to. You know what's really cool about this podcast for me, and I think this is the third or fourth American Idol alum that we've talked to. Yeah. I'm just such a huge fan. We went all the way back to the beginning, which has now been, what, 24 years, <laughs> 23 years? years? Yeah. And I just love that these people have made such an impact culturally, musically. I, I don't know. I just I just love it. It's It's really amazing to talk to somebody who also can respect – the innovations that were a part of that. Right. Like, you know, I worked at Channel 4 for several years, so I know all about that study cam. And they, they were just getting used to it 10 years ago. We recently had um, Hunter Girl on, and we learned a lot from her about what's going on now on American Idol. Yeah. So just getting those behind the scenes for a super fan is a lot of fun. It is. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. If you enjoyed this, leave us a review. Leave us all the thumbs ups that you possibly can, all the stars. And tell a friend, and we'll talk to you again soon.